To see today's photo, go to mtforchrist.org or follow me, MD Clark, on Facebook or Twitter. Good morning. Today's photo of a roadside setting sun over the Hudson River comes to us from yours truly, as I had, I just had to pull over to capture this scene on my way home from work yesterday in Castleton, New York. Well, it's Friday, thank God, and as I share this photo from a moment when I truly appreciated the shi shining sun and the fact that my commute makes moments like this possible, I encourage you to regularly practice appreciation and gratitude as part of your walk on the path of Christian discipleship. If you are in Christ, you have received a new life, but if you don't remain gr grounded, in an attitude of gratitude based on your identity in Christ and take times to appreciate all that the Lord has done and is doing in your life, you could miss the abundant life of peace and joy that Jesus came to give you. Beyond the essential practice of thanking and appreciating God, which would help you in being obedient to Jesus' commandment to love the Lord with all our hearts, souls, and mind, we should let the love and joy we have received from God be passed along to the other people in our lives to fulfill the, the uh, Christ's second command, great commandment to love our neighbors as ourselves. Our family, friends, and neighbors have been sovereignly placed in our lives by the Lord, and while some of our relationships may be challenging, we shouldn't take our good relationships for granted and periodically do something special to show our thanks and appreciation or to offer help to those we love. This week, I sent a surprise gift of appreciation to Julianne Camrath because she has been graciously teaching me how to be a more effective prayer minister and counselor. She has sacrificed her time and shared her wisdom with me for several weeks of Emmanuel prayer training and I felt moved to spontaneously send her a book I thought she would enjoy. Uh, she received the book yesterday and texted me her thanks, and I felt great uh, because I really wanted to show my appreciation for what she has done for me and for our friendship. I also sent a book to someone I love, who shall remain nameless, uh, who is going through a major trauma uh, and who hasn't been exactly wise in how they reacted to the losses they have faced I sent them June Hunt's How to Handle Your Emotions uh, to encourage um, them to press into their faith and to process the complex emotions of what they are going through according to the Lord's wisdom. I was nervous about how that little gift was going to be received because this person isn't the most faithful Christian, but was pleasantly surprised to receive their thanks and genuine appreciation for the book. Uh, and was able to offer my best advice on how to apply the book's wisdom and to take proactive steps to help move them through their current crisis with dignity and hope. I have received so much from the Lord and the body of Christ through the years, and now I can encourage others to follow the Lord to get what I got, a new abundant life of freedom, peace, and joy that comes from following the Lord. And my giving these gifts of appreciation and love is part of that process. When we surrender to God's will for our lives and live according to the ways of Jesus, we thrive because we come into harmony with God and his love flows through us. Well, it's the season of Lent and there is no better time to draw close to God than right now. 
And speaking of Lent, it's the 15th day of Lent, and so we continue my personal walkthrough of Gratiel Grindal's 40-day journey with Martin Luther to observe and celebrate the Lenten season. In this walkthrough Grindel's devotional, um, I it is our hope uh, that we will get to know Martin Luther a little better as we seek to draw closer to the Lord on our journey to Resurrection Sunday, Easter. And so we continue. And today is Journey Day 15. Now, as we said before, these are the words of Martin Luther writing, by the way. Um, now, as we said before, these words, the Ten Commandments, contain both a wrathful threat and a friendly promise, not only to terrify and warn us, but also to attract and allure us, so that we will receive and regard God's word as seriously as he does. For God declares how important the commandments are to him and how strictly he will watch over them, namely that he will fearfully and terribly punish all who despise and transgress his commandments, and again how richly he will regard, bless, and bestow all good things on those who prize them and gladly act and live in accordance with them. Thus, he demands that all our actions proceed from a heart that fears God, looks to him alone, and because of this fear avoids all that is contrary to his will, lest he be moved to wrath. Conversely, he demands that our actions proceed from a heart that trusts in him alone, and that his, for his sake does all that he asks of us because he reveals himself as a kind father and offers us every grace and blessing. Those are the words of Martin Luther. And today's biblical wisdom comes from Matthew 5, 17 through 19, where the word of God says, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Whoever then annuls one of the least of these commandments and so teaches others shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven, but whoever keeps and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Those are the words of Jesus. And like Jesus, um, our devotional calls us to, for, to silence for meditation. Um, so you can pause the podcast, stop reading, and sit quietly and Think about what Martin Luther had to say or uh, the biblical wisdom of Matthew 5, 17 and 19 and just meditate on that for a few minutes or however long you feel comfortable with and have time for. Um, you can focus on your breath and the calm stillness in the present moment that's always available to us in God's creation and meditate on those uh, words of wisdom. And after you're done with that, you can ponder the questions that are in today's devotional. The first one, which asks us, are the commandments a cause of terror, a means of grace, or both? Explain. Uh, the Ten Commandments are both a cause of terror and a means of grace because they convict us of our sins, cause us to fear God's wrath, and show us our inadequacy to save ourselves, causing us to put our faith in Jesus to receive our forgiveness and peace in God. That's where we get the grace from, Jesus. Um, or, yeah, through God, faith in Jesus. Anyway, uh, the next question is, is it possible to have a heart that trusts in God alone? If so, how is such a heart developed and nurtured? If not, why not? 
I have to, I have to believe that it is possible to have a heart that trusts in God alone. Christ was fully man, and he trusted in God alone. And as God has called us to put our faith in Jesus and to become more like him, I have to believe that such a heart can be developed and nurtured in us. And the way that we do so is by abiding in Christ and to, and to progressively surrender to living like him. Luckily, God blesses our efforts to be more like Christ. And the further we come to know and love God, the more our hearts are changed to trust God alone. The last question is, how might a community of faith help us to know that the law is kind and God is a kind father, as Luther says? The community of faith can help us to know that the law is kind and the God, and God is a kind father by teaching from the whole counsel of God's word that clearly teaches that God is love and by demonstrating the love of God through providing a community of love and fellowship. Today's psalm fragment is Psalm 15, 1 through 3. And the word of God says, O Lord, who may abide in your tent, who may dwell on your holy hill, those who walk blamelessly and do what is right and speak the truth from their heart, who do not slander with their tongue and do no evil to their friends or take up a reproach against their neighbors. And that moves, and then we move along to the journal reflections, uh, where our devotional asks us, do you experience God's love primarily as a wrathful threat or a friendly promise? Explain. I would say that I formerly thought of God's law as a wrathful threat, uh, but since I put my faith in Jesus uh, I have the, and have the assurance of my salvation, I now look at it as a friendly promise. Um, God's commandments will convict us of sin, but Jesus pays the cost, and when we put our faith in him, we no longer need to fear the punishment of the wrath of God. Instead, we can see the law that the law reflects God's love for us, as breaking the Ten Commandments always results in suffering. God, God doesn't want us to suffer, and so his love causes, causes him to teach us how to live wisely and purely. The next prompting is meditate in writing on how you imagine God to be. What are your primary images of God? How do these images shape your faith and your life in the world? Uh, I don't have enough time or wisdom to write sufficiently on how I imagine God. So I point to the Word of God and its descriptions of God as a loving, just, and holy Father to shape my relationship with him and to guide my life in the world. I spend the days of my life now in a continuous dialogue with God where I express my thanks and love for him and ask for his guidance as I walk through this world. Like a smitten child, I confess my love to God throughout the day because I imagine, I imagine him to be wise and kind. And the final prompting says, meditate on whether you receive and regard God's word as seriously as he does. Does your meditation suggest any changes you might need to make? It's not possible to take God's word as seriously as he does, because if I did, I would live according to it perfectly, which I don't. I am continually trying to apply the wisdom of God's word to my life. I do take it seriously, but I am sure it wouldn't take long to show me the many ways in which I fall short of following it perfectly. 
podcasts, my meditation on this fact does cause me to contemplate many changes I need to make to be more like Jesus. Um, being a good steward of my body, finances, and relationship being one, and finding my purpose for God's kingdom in the future being another. Move along to the prayers for the life of faith, which prompts us to pray that you and others in your community will try to live as God has commanded so that life will flourish and you may walk blamelessly in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that I and others in my community will try to live as you commanded and commanded so that our lives will flourish and that we may walk blamelessly in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And the prayer for today is, Dear Lord Jesus, you claim to be the fulfillment of the law and to give me life. Make my heart pure and obedient to you. Amen. And today's Bible verse comes to us from the Quick Scripture Reference for Counseling by John G. Cruis. This morning's meditation verse comes from verses come from the section on contentment, coveting, and priorities. Today's verses are from 1 Timothy, chapter 6, and the verses are 7 through 10. From the New American Standard Bible, the Word of God says, For we have brought nothing into the world, so we cannot take anything out of it either. If we have food and covering, with these we shall be content. But those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a snare and many foolish and harmful desires which plunge men into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all sorts of evil, and some, by longing for it, have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Today's verses fall under the second point of our Counseling Reference Guide's resource section on contentment, coveting, and priorities. That second point is learn contentment, for the love of money brings misery. Today's verses warn us of the love of money being the root of all sorts of evil and tells us that if we have the bare necessities of life, we should be content. One of the most eye-opening experiences we can have as Christians is going into the economically depressed areas of the world in missionary service. Going into the mission field challenges our Western ideas of what the bare necessities are and can show us that it is possible to be quite happy with next to nothing materially. Today's verses tell us to be content with food and covering as those two things are really all we need materially to survive. However, being in survival mode would not bring us joy if we don't have the hope and love of the Lord in our lives. Meeting just food and shelter needs would not satisfy if we're striving for circumstantial happiness. But when we have peace with God and the assurance of life with Him forever, those two things and the abundance of joys we have in the Lord is more than enough to make us content. As always, I invite all to go to mtforchrist.org, where we always share insights from prominent Christian theologians and counselors to assist my brothers and sisters in Christ with their walk. Today we continue sharing from According to Your Word, Morning and Evening Through the New Testament, by Stephen F. Alford. Um, and in his devotional, he, he prompts us to read a chapter of Scripture in the morning and the evening. And this, the, today's reading is Luke 4. 
Um, and from Luke 4, he, he shares the portion of scripture in Luke 4.43, which says, I must preach. And Stephen Alford writes, These were the words of the perfect preacher, the Lord Jesus Christ. His very heart burned with a holy passion for souls. I must preach. It was imperative. His great, his great love compelled him. His holy ministry was characterized by his devotedness to his ministry. He was to seek and to save. Therefore, he must be about his father's business. Luke 2.49 He must preach. Luke 4.43 He must go through Samaria. John 4.4 4. He must be lifted up. John 12.32 The Apostle Paul burned with the same spiritual zeal. He therefore could say, Necessity is laid upon me. Yes, woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. From 1 Corinthians 9.16 And brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Romans 10.1 And Alford concludes his devotional with the simple prayer, Create this passion within my soul, O Lord. Amen. And yeah, we must preach. And so we must write the blog every day. Um, not every day, but six days a week. Um, why? Because it draws me close uh, to my Heavenly Father, who's kind and loving. Uh, by reflecting on Him and all He's done in my life, I have peace and I have joy, um, regardless of the circumstances. And I am materially blessed with a lot more than just food and covering. Um, you know, in the West, we have different things that we think we need, like electricity. <laughs> that one's hard to, you know, that one's hard not to, not to think about. I have a generator to stop power outages uh, in case the power goes out. So, you know, that's, it's not a necessity, but man, in the West, it, it seems like it is. Um, and like telephones and, you know, electronic media, entertainment, you know, things like that. Um, you know, we think these things are desperate needs. But uh, really, just food and shelter. Um, you know, shelter would include warmth, so heating's a thing. Um, you know, to shelter us from the cold outside. Um, but uh, that's it. I, in the mission field, I saw that people um, lived with next to nothing, and uh, it humbled me. Um, so we we need, but to have the joy, uh, because if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, that you know, there's there's a kingdom beyond this world, and that you'll be loved and protected all the days of your life by our Heavenly Father. Without that peace, um, you're in fear because you know your you know your conscience tells you uh, that you're separated from God and you're not living how you're how you should. You don't have that peace of life because you're trying to find it for yourself and earn it for yourself. And you might do so, but even the most materially blessed people, the rich people in the world, sometimes suffer. Some commit suicide um, because the money can't buy you love. The money can't buy you happiness. And the emptiness they felt from a life without God drew them into despair and caused them to kill themselves. And that's truly tragic. Um, but that's why Jesus tells us to go after treasures in heaven, not treasures here on the earth, because they last forever. And... The treasures from heaven come from a relationship with the Lord, and um, that sustains us.
uh, forever and gives us peace. And so this Friday, we give thanks um, for our jobs, for our lives, for our relationships, um, for the good things that God's done, the fact that we're not actively suffering, wanting, pain. Um, we are blessed beyond measure, and uh, we thank the Lord for that. And so we pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for all you've provided us with and the fact that we get to draw close to you every day. Um, through our hearts and our minds uh, that trust in you alone. Um, we want to be trusting you alone more and more. So help us, Lord, today to do that. Uh, we pray for you to go before us today, to open our eyes to the things you want us to see, uh, and to lead us in the way we should go. We need your help every day. And so we're praying for ourselves, and we're praying for anyone who's listening or reading today's message, that you would come alongside them. Uh, bless them and their prayer request and their walk of faith. Uh, Lord, because all we want to do is uh, be with you and uh, represent your kingdom here on earth. So, Lord, please help us. Uh, Lord, we thank you, we praise you, and we love you. And we pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. <laughs>